Hey guys, and welcome to What's The V Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can DM us on Facebook or Insta. Our handle is What's The V. Or if you're old school, you can drop us an email. The email address is heywtvpodcast at gmail.com. That's heywtvpodcast at gmail.com. Hello guys, and thank you for dropping back in to listen to What's The V podcast. My name's Lee. This episode's gonna be um, a solo episode. It's just gonna be me talking solo about the transition, um, I'm gonna call it transition, uh, between going from um, a meat eater, carnivore, um, to like a fully fledged vegan, or probably the correct term that I would use to describe myself at this point is plant-based. And the reason for that is um, I still have products that and, and clothing that's non-vegan. So, for example, um, if I've owned a pair of Timberlands or um, a belt that may be um, made of leather that I might have purchased like a year ago, I mean, those things are still in my wardrobe, um, mainly because I came to the decision morally that it, it doesn't make sense to throw that shit out um because then it's even more of a waste um so now that i have them um i will make use of them until obviously they are no longer wearable um but would i buy again things like that timberland leather no definitely not um so for like at the time being kind of i probably um i'm gonna call myself plant-based and also kind of like i really don't want the vegan army to come after me by saying, you are not a full-fledged vegan because I saw you blah, 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 wearing Timberlands, and in that IG photo you had this on, and da da um, You know, it's like those, um, those tribes will go for you, even though generally vegans are kind of like loving and awesome people full of compassion. Um, when you have a group of, of uh, you have an army fighting for a cause, you know, it, get, it can get quite, um, it can get, get quite mouthy, you know? Um, and it's the same for the vegan world, I guess. Um, so this episode is really going to be about me making the transition, how you can make the transition, how, um, like I'll give you tips to help you make the transition, what to watch, what to read, how to do it, how I did it. Basically, I just repeated myself four times. So that's what this episode is going to be about, transition into being vegan. Just a little side note or a disclaimer, other boots are available, not just Timberlands. Other boots are available, not just Timberlands. But, shouting out to Timberland, if you want to send me some vegan, which you do, Timberland boots, then just slide into my DMs and like, yeah, just send me some vegan Timberlands, dudes. Yay! Okay, and we're back. So to kick it off, I guess, let's talk about, um, or I'll just talk to myself, I'm hoping you're listening, about why I went vegan, uh, plant-based, vegan stroke plant-based. Um, I know I discussed in the trailer episode that I made the decision because of the whole piglets coming out um, of a kitchen at a restaurant. Um, and before that, for years, I would really, really um, battle with a moral decision in my head of why I eat animals, questioning is it really good for you. Um, 
the main thing I really couldn't get over that someone once told me were, was, um, Lee, how can you expect to live a happy, positive, a kind of like nice, amazing vibe life um, when you are consuming one torture, two negativity, three death? You know, you're cons- with meat, you are consuming that. Now, whether you agree with that or not, um, there are people that go like, that's a, that's a load of bollocks. And people go like, oh, yeah, that's totally, like, that really makes sense, you know. Um, if you believe in energy and kind of like, well, I mean, it is fact you are what you eat, you know. So when you are consuming that torture, that death, it's pure, it's all under one umbrella of negativity. You know, you put in negativity into your body, um, so that really, really um, kind of like fucked with my mind a bit and really didn't make sense to me and I, and I totally agreed with it. Another question I had um, from a different person actually who, um, who wasn't a vegan at that point but was thinking about um, becoming vegan. We were, we were having a discussion and the question goes something like this. Uh, Lee, do you love animals? And of course my answer is yes. Um, it was more or less... It was, yeah, I love animals more than humans most of the time. Um, and, and the response was, no, you don't. And I was like, I do. And I, it got my back up a bit. And they were like, no, 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 you don't. And I was like, no, 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 yes, I do. Uh, with my back up even more ready for the whole debate. And then uh, that person shut me down with, you, lo- you love pets. And I was like, pardon? They were like, you cannot love animals and be eating a steak or a chicken dinner or a burger or pancetta in your pasta just doesn't make sense, okay? So you have to say you love pets. You love your dog, Ranger. You love your cat, Zizi. And you love your tortoise called Hemingway. And that's what you love. So don't bring it to me that you love animals because it's basically not true. And that's another thing that I really, really, really... Uh, couldn't disagree with actually, <laughs> you know, it's that whole thing when you see the farmer um, or like the transport people with hundreds of pigs that are going to go to slaughter in the tr- in the back of a truck, um, and then and I've seen this, I've seen it in Wales actually when I used to live in Wales, and then you have the farmer's Jack Russell on the passenger seat on the way to the slaughterhouse with with the farmer and the farmer adores this dog this is a family dog he adores this dog it's his life it's part of the family but yet it's he's driving like for 300 to whatever amount of pigs i don't know in the hundreds to be slaughtered you know which are animals that have the same emotional capacity have the same right to live are more intelligent than that actual jack russell i'm going to call him rex in in the front seat, you know, in the passenger seat, traveling to the slaughterhouse, you know. Um, so that's just like a whole um, messed up thing. And that, that's just kind of like um, the system, how we, we're brought up. We're brought up um, with the view that animals are here to be eaten, basically. You know, as humans, we put ourselves top of that kind of ladder and no one comes above us. And I think it's kind of been our depriments basically um that we kind of like just gone along with that you know that every species is kind of like below us um and was that the right way to go um i don't know it's been like it forever you know 
Um, but there's a, there's a massive debate there. I have a massive debate with my mates about it. Um, but let's, let's just stop that segment here and like take in that kind of like viewpoint and um, have a think to yourself whether you really agree with that, you disagree completely, um, you think animals are on the planet for us to just consume basically um, and then there's no argument um, otherwise there's no, there's no debate to be had. And then we're going to come back in a second and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chat about um, the whole thing where, um, and I hear this a lot, and I hear it a lot, and every time I hear it, I want to butt a wall. Um, and it goes something like this. But Lee, like, plants have feelings too. I'm just going to leave that with you. I'm going to say it again. Plants have feelings too. Yo. So, okay, let's, um, let's discuss that uh, sentence. Um, but Lee, plants have feelings too. Let's put it on, an, let's, let's do it in an Irish accent. But Lee, plants have feelings too, don't they? Is that good or not? Anyway, I'm just trying to channel my inner boy zone. Anyway, so basically, no, they don't. Plants don't feel pain. Um, they can feel a stimulus, they don't, they don't feel pain, so they can react to something um, landing on their leaf, which means the plant, um, certain plants, will be able to have that, um, uh, that current that says close up and protect itself, but that does not mean it feels pain. Plants have no central nervous system, they don't have a brain, and they don't have a spinal cord. Um, so plants don't feel pain. Um, anything that feels pain has the fight or flight mechanism installed in us, like humans, like animals, as in when we feel pain we run away or we scream or we, we try to raise an alarm and we take flight or we fight back. Plants are stationary um, be it like objects, they are, they cannot run away and they cannot fight back and they can't also raise an alarm to stop that pain from happening. Um, so no, plants do not feel pain. So when anyone, and it's usually at a dinner, it's usually at a dinner and it's usually um, said to kind of like um, either, I don't know, it's said to provoke or just start a debate or just to be silly basically. Um, I'm really, I'm really not sure, but I hear it. Um, oh, I just moved the mic. But I hear it a lot. You can't justify what you're saying, Lee, because you're eating plants and they feel pain. You can shut that down straight away. If you're thinking about going vegan or plant-based, or you are, and you, you, you get that sentence, I probably, probably, I hear it about, I'm going to say about 10 times a week now. It used to be about 25 a week. Um, but now it's kind of dropped down because um, I'll just shut it down and people have learned, to, like one look would be like, don't even go there with that sentence. Um, so basically plants don't feel pain, but they will respond to stimuli, you know. Um, they, will, they will respond with an electrical signal that goes from a leaf to another leaf to tell the plant to start protecting itself. But it's really important to know that it's not responding to damage and it does not mean the plant is in pain at all. Okay, so let's, um, we, let, let's forget that whole plant debate. Let's forget that whole plants feel pain. Okay, um, and we're done with that. Okay, moving on. 
you're thinking about going vegan. So how do you go about it? First of all, I would have a word with yourself and in a monologue as to why why are you making that decision? Um, I have people in my life that I've done it for their nutrition, for their health, um, for their lifestyle more than anything. Um, or I have people that I have met that just like me that just do it purely for the animals, you know, to be the, um, the voice for the voiceless, to stand up and, and say, no, this is actually not right, actually. Um, all this uh, pain, all this torture, all this murder is really just not right and not the way of the future and not how the future should be, both with nutrition and cruelty to animals. And there are others that will do it, um, that are doing it uh, for all three, including the planet, you know, including kind of emissions for the planet. And these people are usually zero plastic as well or trying to be zero plastic in what they do. Um, so let's discuss in the next segment why you're thinking about doing it. Yo, before we carry on with the next segment, I just want to throw this out to you guys because um, there's another thing along with the plant um, <laughs> argument. I hear this a lot. So, Lee, this is how, this is how we are as humans. This is how it's supposed to be. We are killers. We, we, we get our prey and we track it down and we slaughter it and we eat it. I'm like, oh, yeah, dude. Okay, not the factories. I'm not Tesco or Sainsbury's wrapping out in plastic. Um, I'm not the cavemen with their, with their spears. Um, so, like, my argument for that is, okay, let's take uh, some random dude that um, is probably suffering from tox toxic masculinity. I'm going to name him um, Andrew. It's going to go for Andrew. Just going to throw it out there. No offense to any Andrews, just some name I grabbed literally from nowhere. So, I'm like, okay, Andrew, there's a pig there. Go and kill it. Fully grown pig. You go and kill it. You go with no weapons with no knife with no spear with nothing you just you go and kill it with your bare hands okay one you probably andrew don't really have the strength to do it kill like take down a fully grown pig uh two the the pig's probably going to roll on its back and want its stomach tickled like your dog and and you're probably going to want to tickle its stomach rather than rip it apart which you couldn't do anyway but just in case you could, you probably wouldn't be able to do it morally because your emotions would take over. Okay, let's say you have done that. You've taken down this giant pig or cow. Um, okay, use your human teeth now to rip it apart and also consume that raw flesh. Let's not even call it meat. Let's just call it raw flesh because that's what it is. It's flesh. At the end of the day, it's flesh. Um, eat it. Rip it apart and eat it. No, you're not going to be able to do it, Andrew. So that whole debate to me is kind of like, oh man, like it's how it's supposed to be like humans. Yeah, really, we're not anatomically made to, our teeth aren't even made to eat meat, really. Like my cat, my cat's teeth, Zizi, um, God love her, Zizi. Um, that, her, her teeth are made to rip open meat, you know. She could take down a bird like small animals or a mouse, you know. My cat will bring me um, a dead bird. She really doesn't because she just lives in a penthouse apartment. But if, if, if she did ever venture out, she'd be like, look, Dad, look where I brought you, a dead bird, isn't it cool? And I'd be like, yeah, Zizi, well done. Like, that's what you're made to do because you're a cat. Um, your teeth are made to eat meat. Um... But, but even if our teeth can eat meat, cooked meat, whatever, morally and strength and just kind of like 
when unable to eat raw meat, it's just that argument's just so shit. And so like, just because it has been like that for so many years, is it still right in 2019, pushing 2020? Um, another argument which people get really funny about, but I'm going to throw it out there, as it, 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 it goes like this. We, as humans, they used to be slaves. We used to keep slaves. <laughs> like, literally, we used to have other humans as slaves. However fucked up that sounds right now, it happened. We used to have slaves, okay? And now it's illegal. Because things move on. Things progress. We learn things. We're less dicks as we were then, clearly. Um, so that's kind of... And people don't like that kind of argument um, comparing a human to an animal, to another species. But the fact is, what it's trying to say is, what you think, just because the law says it's right or it's legal, doesn't mean it's morally right. Is that making sense? It was legal to have slaves then, now it's illegal. Because morally, it's just fucked up. And some people feel like, even I think it's still, it's the same with animals, it's just messed up. Um, it's legal, you can eat animals, you can eat anything you want, but is it, is it moral, you know? And I think that's a lot of people's, um, that's a lot of, uh, gets people's backs up um, when you discuss veganism um, and stuff, because it's kind of like, I think it opens up something deep inside them that they know is wrong they know deep down what's going on in slaughterhouses around the world and baby chicks are ground alive and like how disgusting the dairy industry they know all that you know there's enough information out there in 2019 for them not for them to be well read uh, or some people don't you know um some people really don't some people are really shocked to hear that um <laughs> the climate change has a lot to do with meat eating, you know? People are really shocked uh, still to hear that. They think it's just kind of like jets and airplanes and cars and plastic and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but I think it really like taps into something that people know is morally wrong that they're doing, so then it gets their back up. Um, whether I'm right or wrong, I don't know. But um, yeah, yeah, just that's another like thing to, to just to, to make you think about basically about the whole argument of just because it's right under the law, is it moral? Yo, going back on the previous segment, uh, discussing is it moral um, to still be eating meat and does it tap into your moral um, compass? Um, what I really want to say is let's take the law out of it it's more just because it's what humans have always done, does that make it moral? I think is a, is a better way to put it. As in, we've always done it. Yeah, we've always done it, but is it is it moral? Okay, so you've made the decision in your head that you're gonna at least try um, and play around with a plant-based diet or vegan diet, or you're gonna go full on and you're gonna go cold turkey like I did, and literally st I stopped overnight. Um, you've had that conversation with yourself, why are you doing it? Are you doing it for your health? Are you doing it for the 
the planet or you're doing it just for the compassion of animals and you don't believe in speciesism and you think animals um, uh, have just as, mu as much right to live on the planet as we do a free and happy life. Um, whatever your reasons, basically, I think it's all good. Um, I just had a conversation on IG with my mate Mark who lives in London, I live in Malta, he's an actor um, and he's never really been into vegan or anything like that but now he's just cut out um, dairy and that's, and that's basically he made that decision for health basically um, which is cool so it's like whatever whatever floats your boat like we all know dairy is just shit, it's just shit for you so whatever reason you're doing it for your health that's cool man like cut it out for your health, nutrition if you want to just kind of like tone up or just not put that shit in your body, it's awesome. It hasn't got to be about the, oh, the whole three. It hasn't got to be um, why I gave up meat, why I gave up dairy. You know, you have your own reasons and that's cool. Um, so if you've made your mind up, whatever reason, it's all good. Um, basically, I did it cold turkey overnight. Um, but I think the recommended kind of thing is like cut down slowly so you don't go into shock. People give me that whole, um, that whole thing of, oh, I can't live without cheese. Um, so just start off uh, slowly. I would start with a meat-free uh, week maybe, um, take it up to two weeks. Um, I, th I just think cutting out dairy is just, just really just going to be awesome for anyone basically. Um, so even if you go flexitarian and you just eat fish sometimes as well, um, I mean, they say kind of like take it slowly, but if you want to, like I'm all or nothing, like I'll, I will jump straight into anything that I do, um, like feet first, like this podcast, you know, one, I just like, oh, let me do a podcast, jump straight, straight in. And like I recorded that trailer, which is shabby AF, but like that was done in like 10 minutes and published. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't any massive thought process. But um, you, re you really, with going vegan or plant-based, really have to think about your nutrition. So you have to take it a bit more seriously. You can't just go in and live on vegan pizza and vegan burgers and Oreos and Pringles, which are also accidentally vegan. Little tip for you. Um, the, I think it's the, the salted, yes, the red ones, the salted Pringles and the paprika, and randomly the smoked barbecue ribs or something. Uh, Pringles are, are vegan, they're accidentally vegan. Uh, so are Oreos. I mean, there's tons of junk food in the supermarket that's accidentally vegan, not advertised as vegan. But when you actually make the transition into becoming vegan, you'll learn all this shit. You'll learn like what you can buy and you'll spend your life, you'll spend your, uh, your entire life with your face looking at ingredients at supermarkets like buried in the back of um, every ingredient for every product. So uh, basically, um, I'm going to give you uh, like two cookbooks that I use a lot when I first um, did the transition, made the transition. It is, and I got them on Amazon, um, Amazon UK, the complete plant-based cookbook, which is only about like, I'm going to say it's about not even it's about 25 to 30 pages long really kind of cool um it's just very basic um with ingredients but really helped me make the transition into being vegan then also i'm a massive massive fan of deliciously ella um i love her podcast um i love their whole branding i love their snacks that are now in supermarkets in the uk um and their cookbooks so the deliciously ella uh, the plant-based cookbook 
is a hard bag. It's like a hundred simple vegan recipes to make every day delicious. And it's like everything from desserts, um, main courses, pastas, um, there's, it covers everything. So those two books I would really, really recommend. Um, then you really have to think about um, if, if you want to be start, you want to take vitamins um, as well uh, when you make the transition. Even if you did as a kind of like meat eater carnivore um, and you, you just want to carry that on or you think going vegan you're going to be deficient in certain um, vitamins. Um, let me tell you what I take. I take a Vit D spray five times a day. Um, I'm just looking at my vitamins now. Okay, and I take a B12. I take um, an omega-3 to 9, which is not made from fish oil. I believe it's from flax seeds. Um, I take an iron and I take a Vit C, I think. Yeah, I take a Vit C. And then I also take a multi-vegan vitamin. Um, but like, I'm like a bit extra um, with these things. So, because I, I like, I, I love a vitamin. Um, so, I mean, if you have an amazing diet, and you, you're really well read on what you're eating and stuff like that. I mean, there's really no needs, but if you're extra like me, then you can. Um, vitamins kind of like, are not, they're not overly cheap, I think. Um, so that's, if you can get it from food, I mean, like, for example, I probably, I'm ODing on my omegas because I'm eating uh, like shitloads of flax seeds and stuff like that. So I'm getting my omegas from, um, from there. Um, also, uh, which is really a really good tip, is to download this app called Happy Cow, which um, it's kind of like um, the Tinder for vegans, but without the dating. <laughs> so basically, it's based on location around the world. So wherever you are, uh, you can download this app or you have it on your phone already, and it'll show you your closest um, vegan restaurant, uh, a restaurant that has vegan options for you, vegetarian, um, it, and closest to you in kilometres. So whether you're in Milan, whether you're in Malta, London, Cardiff, Bristol, wherever, it will show you your closest vegan restaurants. If not, um, a vegan restaurant, um, sorry, a restaurant that will offer you vegan options on their menu. And also, it's really cool. You can review and gain points on that app as well. Um, and also, you can upload a restaurant. So if you accidentally find a restaurant that has vegan food and it's not on Happy Cow, you can add that restaurant to the database of the app to help other vegans out who may be visiting that country, that city, whatever. So it's, it's a really, really cool app. Um, you don't get to date vegans on it, so like, don't get confused. It's all about the food. <laughs> it's not a dating app. Maybe I shouldn't have said the word Tinder, um, but it's it's basically for food, for foodies, for vegans and people that are venturing into veganism. Cashier at checkout five, please. Cashier at checkout five. <laughs> Sorry, it's just that noise sounds to me of like a supermarket. Anyway, um, it's supposed to be an attention, uh, an attention sound, but it sounds like I need help at the cashier um, on one of those self-service things. Anyway, moving on. Um, going back, to, going back to, um, to vitamins, the one vitamin, which I didn't say earlier, the one vitamin you, you really, it's really important that you have when you're plant-based or vegan is B12. So make sure you have, um, you're taking B12 once a day. Um, also, side note, make sure your vitamins are vegan vitamins, which sounds stupid. 
but um, vitamins have like random animal shit in milk, whatever. Um, so make sure when you go to your vitamin supplier, uh, vitamin dealer, <laughs> random, weird, um, also sounds a bit dodgy, or the pharmacy, you ask them if it's vegan or always, even if they say yes, always check labels, guys, because they will just say yes because they don't know and it's the, it's the easiest go-to answer. So always read the back and I always look for if it has the vegan symbol, like I'm in. If it doesn't or like I'm not sure, I just won't buy. Um, when, it's when it has that kind of vegan uh, friendly sim symbol, which is universal around the world, like I'm all in and my, my card is out and I'm making that purchase. Let's talk about vegan junk food. Um, ZZ, you're really staring at me right now. Freak. Um, let's talk about vegan junk food, guys. So basically, um, I think it's inevitable. Um, if you're really not clued up on nutrition, which I really wasn't when I went vegan, like, I mean, I was interested, I, I, I knew shit, probably more than um, the average person, just because my training and stuff like that. But um, if you're not clued up on nutrition, um, what, what, what you should be eating, and where you get in your vits from, and when you get your fiber from, and your carbs from, and all that sort of stuff. It's really easy to fall into um, vegan junk food. And what I mean by that is like, especially if you're listening in America, UK, Australia, these, these places, you, and even in Malta, uh, it's starting to become um, way, way, way better for vegan food. Um, you might fall into the trap of buying vegan frozen pizza. Zizi, it's my coffee. Yeah, my coffee. You want to say hello, Zs? No? Okay, just walk over Daddy's laptop and we're going and we're off. Good girl. Um, sorry, so, uh, I got distracted. Do -do -do -do. And we're back on track with vegan frozen pizza. Yes, uh, frozen food is really easy. Uh, frozen kind of like burgers and stuff like that. Um, there's, there's even kind of vegan egg. Um, there's vegan everything, basically. A lot of them are junk food. I am a fan of Beyond Meat, actually, which is a plant-based burger. But I would recommend the easiest, uh, the best thing to do is eat whole foods to kind of make everything from scratch. Like, you make your vegan pizza from scratch. It's literally just the flour, some yeast, some water. I shove some, I shove some flax seeds in there. I shove hemp, I think, in the hemp seeds in there. Um, and then just some tomato puree, oregano, a vegan mozzarella, which I think is way, way, way better um, than dairy uh, mozzarella. And then just like top it with kale or whatever you want, you know, and um, like I'm guilty because I, I, I really like pineapple on my pizza. I know it's a bit like wrong, but anyway, guilty pleasure. Actually, it's not, it's just a pleasure. I don't feel guilty at all. Fuck guilty. Don't feel guilty. I like pineapple on my pizza. Get over it. Um, Zs, okay, off laptop, good girl. Um, yeah, so it's really easy to fall into that vegan junk food. So try your hardest to eat whole, um, whole foods. Um, a lot of nuts, a lot of seeds. Um, rather than going to your local supermarket and buying all the frozen stuff. Listen, we all like treats and like I, I love a frozen, what a vegan, I, pizza or lasagna if it's late and I can't be bothered cooking. But what I'm saying is don't live on that. Um, bread usually is okay. Uh, bread usually doesn't have milk in it, but always check with your bakery or always check the ingredients. If you're listening in Malta, 
the Maltese bread is vegan. So it, it, it's yeah, for sure it doesn't have anything in it like milk. Um, so that's a safe go-to as well. Um, but you'll learn as you go things that you can get that are not necessarily labeled vegan. Um, but stay away, try and stay away or just have it as a weekly treat uh, of vegan junk foods. Um, on saying that, I'm a sucker for Ben & Jerry's. I think it's the chocolate fudge brownie Ben & Jerry's which it costs about 2,500 euro a tub, but it is like, it's hot as fuck. Like, I really, I really love that Ben & Jerry's um, vegan ice cream, but not, not every day, obviously. Well, you don't eat, eat ice cream every day anyway, but there are those things on the market. It's like, it's available, it's out there for you. Little side note, it's v expensive. It's, it's a lot more expensive, I would say, than buying your own whole foods, your own nuts, seeds, fruit and vegetables. It's, it's, um, it's way, 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 I'm going to give you another way. It's way, 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 way more expensive. Because um, I'm learning, when I first went vegan, like my shopping bills, I was like um, having a heart attack every time I was at the checkout. Because I, I, I got into the trap of buying stuff like that. Um, also, I'm a sucker for marketing. I'm a sucker for marketing. So anything that had vegan on it, it might be about 5,000 euro, like it was in my trolley. Um, so just be aware of that because it's an easy trap to fall into. Also, avoid restaurants that charge you triple for the vegan food. The reason why they do that is um, because vegans don't have a lot of options. So they're going to charge you triple for that salad. Um, just don't go there or, or make the restaurant aware. They're like, that's, that's way, way too expensive. And you're taking the piss, um, really, when a normal salads here or a main course is here and the vegan has tripled the price. Unless it's a specific dish, unless it's like a speciality or whatever, um, unless they can justify it, I like I would avoid those restaurants um, that are taking the piss, um, charging you way, way more than they should be for vegan dishes on the menu. And that is what you call a mic drop. Let's talk about um, the more personal side, the more sociable side, uh, the social aspect side of, um, of being plant-based or vegan. What you'll find is it will open you up to a different kind of tribe, um, especially if you join things like um, Facebook groups with, uh, with um, a, a vegan specific Facebook group so you can meet people that way. Or even when you go to vegan restaurants, you know, you will you will uh, maybe make friends with the owners, you'll meet people there. And it's a really good way to kind of like open you up to a different tribe that you wouldn't have usually um, have met in your normal life, I guess. Um, but it's really, really, really important that um, you keep your um, friends that are not vegan kind of like um, in tune with what you're doing as well. Um, so you'll find that out of your friends, there'll be people that really don't get it. They don't know why you're doing it. They don't give a shit. And that's fine. Like you can't expect everyone to go on. I'm going to use the word journey. Fucking hate that word. Um, let's change journey to roller coaster. You can't expect everyone to jump on your roller coaster and have the same views and opinions as you. It just, it just, that's not life. And that's not how life really, um, 
should be about because it'll be really boring, I guess, if everyone was on the same page. Um, what makes life interesting is debates and kind of discussions over different subjects. Um, but make sure you take them with you. Um, and you will find a lot of the times that you want to just sit at a dinner and even if it's not a vegan restaurant and if it's like pure meat, if it's a bar and grill, you want to just sit there and order your salad peacefully. I think um, like I've made a conscious effort not to preach or judge if someone's ordering chicken wings or steak or whatever like i don't like yeah fine well it's not fine for my kind of like roller coaster journey but like i i i used to eat that stuff as well so i like i can't be kind of like um the, the preacher, because I used to do it. What I do is kind of like, if someone asks a question, I will say why, and I'm very honest about the fact that I used to, and like, yeah, yeah, I would smash a steak, I would have buffalo wings or whatever, um, before I changed over to plant-based stroke vegan. Um, but I think it's really important that you don't preach. Um, and just, well, you'll find that, am I rambling a bit? Let's, let's take it back. Yeah, you'll find friends will have, um, more of a problem with it than you as in i think it comes from your friends are gonna really wanna um make sure you're comfortable make sure that you can eat i mean if you have good friends like i do um they'll wanna go like you can have that you can have that you can have that but like it's sometimes you just don't want to make a fuss so just let everyone know that's fine guys if you go to that restaurant i'll just get a salad or fries i know it's really not that healthy if they're cooked in vegetable oils it really is a good option i know it's really not healthy but if it's the only thing you can have rather than causing a scene and like oh just go and eat somewhere else and then go for drinks after which is cool and um, which is what i did the other day um but um yeah don't make them feel awkward i think um about you going vegan just let them um come on your little roller coaster journey and then, then it's all cool. But I also think you should surround yourself as well with like-minded uh, people. Um, like I think it's called, it's like, I think called the circle of five. Like surround yourself. There are, if you're going through that stage in your life of changing your diet, whatever, I think it's, it goes for whatever you're into. If you suddenly take up squash, if you suddenly get obsessed, not you should be obsessed with anything, but um, if you're really into running or I don't know, you're, you're suddenly into um, whatever, any sort of hobby, you should try yoga, you try and surround yourself with five like-minded people that are on the same wavelength and that really, really, really helps. So you have like your, your circle of five that's all about zero animal cruelty, vegan food, like all that kind of, like if they're into meditating, you know, I, th I think it's important to try and find that five, which is not that tribe, which is not that easy really, but I think as time goes on, you go to different events, uh, different events, come outside of your uh, comfort zone, go to that new yoga studio, go to that kind of like, I don't know, whatever, essential oil masterclass, um, where you're probably going to meet like-minded people that may be into the same things as you, as you. I think that would really um, help as well. And I think I actually think it's important. It's really important. Not everyone's going to be on the same wavelength, and you got you need to have like you will have different tribes. You know, you'll have your friends that are total meat eaters, and and that's fine. Like um, what they do is nothing to do with you it shouldn't offend you it doesn't offend me because i used to be a meat eater it's their choice but if they ask questions you just be there with a kind of like um like intelligent well thought out answer um to make them understand uh why 
you're on a plant-based diet, basically. Okay, guys, so we're going to leave it there for this week's episode. Hope that was really helpful to you, or maybe if it really wasn't that helpful, a bit helpful um, if you are thinking about um, cutting down your meat dairy or making the jump to being vegan full stop. Um, if you have any questions, just email me at heywtvpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook, What's the V or IG, our handle is What's the V, and just DM us there. Hope you enjoyed, have a good week, and we'll be back with Ep 2 next week. Peace out!